Hello, wonderful people. Welcome back to Elise Connor. It's still your girl, Elizabeth. I hope you've been good, hope you've been well, hope you've been fine. Well, I've been good too. In this podcast today, we are going to be wrapping up the last topic that we talked about, which is love, 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 love. So let's jump right into it. Love, 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 love. Where was last place? The last we stopped um, in the Bible reading, First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse five. That was where we stopped. Where so I shared my experience about not showing love to some people. So we stopped. And love is not rude. It's not selfish. Cannot be made angry easily. Does not remember wrongs done against it. <laughs> some of us. I used to be like this one. We have, even though we have like a mental notepad where we record offenses. Ha! People wrong us, we record it. People offend, you record everything. The exact date, the way they said that. Love does not do this. It doesn't even remember wrongs. It does not remember wrongs. It doesn't. It doesn't. So we go further, verse 6. It says, love is never happy when others do wrong. But he is always happy with the truth. Hmm. This right here. That love is never happy when others do wrong. But he's always happy with the truth. Some people are always waiting for people to fall. Like they're always waiting for people to do the wrong thing so that they can gloat, so that they can mock them. I don't know. And I think this is still linked to envy. Because if you've been trying to be like somebody, or somebody is doing exactly what you want to do, and they're doing it very well, so you've been waiting for them. Maybe she always do like she knows everything. You are waiting for the day when they will fall, so you can eventually say, I do know. You see? She be you always know more than everybody. She be you did this, this, she be you did that, that, that. Life is not that hard, madam. Calm down. Life is not that hard, sir. It isn't, it isn't, it isn't that hard. Like, if you claim to love people, when they fall, your concern should be how to help them rise up. Your concern should be, should be how to show them love, how to let them know that they are not alone in that situation. You have been placed beside people, you have been placed with people to lift them up as a body. We are body, Christians are body all over the world, parts of the same body. So, parts of the same body, that's what we are. So you cannot see someone's failure or fall as something to be joyful about or to gloat about. It's like when the hand is injured or um, when um, a finger, say part of a finger, part of the fingers of the hand is say injured or bruised and the thumb is rejoicing that it's bruised. Let's, let me be particular specific now. So let me say an index finger is bruised or injured and the thumb is happy that the index finger is bruised. It really is hard for the thumb and the rest of the fingers to do the work by themselves. They actually need the thumb to lift things, need the thumb to work together with the, um, I said thumb, need the index finger to work together with the thumb, need the index finger to work together with the rest of the fingers to lift things, to carry things, to touch things, to feel things. So how can the thumb be gloating and be rejoicing that the index finger is bruised? It's like rejoicing at your own failure or at your own fault. 
The same way is how we should see people. We are members of a body. We Christians all over the world. And even those that are not Christians yet, that they are not Christians yet does not mean they won't be. So that they are not part of you does not mean they won't be. Let me share a story. There's this particular guy. He's a friend of my brother's. So my mom would, my mom didn't like the uh, association. My immediate other brother actually. He's a friend of my immediate other brother. My mom didn't like the association because the guy was too, I don't know, maybe it's too, it was too rough then. You know, my mom just didn't like it. She's like this guy, number one. <laughs> Uh, that guy Sha, I will not mention names because I don't want issues. <laughs> so this guy, he can be... No, I, I will try as much as possible to talk without being, I don't know. This guy can be an exaggerator, he exaggerate things. He was a very rough guy Sha, let me not be specific. So my mom says to my brother, that was um, your association with darkness, what's association with um, 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 what's the association of light with darkness? Why is your association with associating with someone like this? What of what use is it to you? What can it do for you? You know, and all of that. And eventually, my brother started to tell my mom that he smokes, he doesn't even smoke normal cigarette. I don't even know which one, he, I'm not saying one is better than one, I'm just saying. <laughs> That he smokes, he smokes marijuana. So that he smokes, that he drinks alcohol and all of that. Mom is like, can you see? And I will be warning you that time to leave this boy alone. That these were the days of secondary school. But eventually they had left secondary school. Mom was still saying, leave this guy alone. I don't know what you people are looking for together. You are not compatible. You are not together. If you work with someone that is not up to you, you will eventually turn to you, uh, turn you to what's it called? To, like you will become like the person. Whatever you associate with, you eventually become. So my mom used to say this to him. You know, eventually when my brother now told him, I told her, I think some years down the line, that uh, he smokes and that like, you see, you see, can you see his life? As his life, look at his life now. At least you are in school. You are doing this, you are doing that. Is he, what is he doing with his life? He's not learning a trade. He's not, um, after part of his dishonesty and the way he lives his life, he's not learning a trade. He's not doing a, this thing. He's not doing that thing. He's not um, in school. He's not doing anything. You see, you see the way he's living his life. A lot of that. So, you know, whenever my brother comes back from school then and he's back in the area, the guy would want to greet him and say, hello, what's up, what's up, what's up, and all that. But I would still say, but I would still say, um, no, 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 no association, no association. So, eventually, my brother finished school. My mom was like, I was still gloating, saying, This guy is not your mate, you are not class, you are not in the same class, and all that. So, eventually, my brother finished school, and there was this free test they were doing in my mom's um, a, um, say office. So, she called my brother to come over and come and partake, be a partake of this t um, test. Yeah? And my mom called my brother, and he eventually told her I was there. My mom went to see him there. She saw him with the same guy. She's like, what? These boys, we have stick in your hair. How come you do it so here? What I said, I don't want your association with this guy. So after this year, she said, I with this guy. What are you looking for? Why are you friends with him? What use is he to your life? After all the fall and all the failure that he has gone through, you know, and all that. 
mom said she was so hungry her countenance changed and even the guy saw it that she didn't like him you know and as we were going the guy was saying don't worry don't worry you go and meet your mom i'll go and the guy was saying i know your mom doesn't like me i know your mom doesn't i knew when my brother eventually went to meet my mom my mom said she told him that this guy knows that you don't like him that he actually told me that i know your mom doesn't like me she also must always want to see me and you together she doesn't want us together and all of that and that he was saying mom can you see can you see and I, okay, my mom was actually saying some part of the test that he did, they actually discovered that he was a smoker. Some of the tests that he did and all of that. And my mom was saying, my mom said when she now got home, she was so disturbed and the she was going to try. Why are you chasing this um, boy away from your son? Why are you moving? Why are you gloating that he is not doing well and that you think your own son is doing well? Don't you know that if you, have you tried ministering the gospel to him? Have you tried speaking to him about Christ? Don't you know that the way you are chasing with him from your son, if you don't do something about him, so he can be, end up being a danger, a risk to your own son? Mommy said that her mindset changed. And immediately when she got home that day, she told my brother to call this guy. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk to this guy. And she called him and she spoke with him. Mom said when she spoke with him, he was so happy. He said even his own mother had never spoken to him like that. And mommy spoke with him and prayed with him. And he said he was so happy. And far, in months, we saw remarkable changes in this guy's life. It's not a joking story. Like we saw remarkable changes in his life. His life was not the same again. So imagine that my mom had not shown love and that she was happy that uh, he's doing wrong and he's not doing well and our own son is doing well. Would she have been able to save that soul? And at the end, that guy would have ended up being a, a disaster because he would have ended up being say, the one that, that could influence our own son in the future. So this leads me to the next verse, seven. It says, love never gives up on people. It never stops trusting. It never gives up on people, no matter what. It never gives up. I say, it can never change. That's how it has been. That's how it has been since. That's how it will be and forevermore. It's only God that is ever the same. People can change. I even, there's this saying that says, change is the constant, is the constant thing. It's only constant thing in this world. I think that's how they say it. Besides, it's only God that can ever, that can be the same forevermore. It can be yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8, so the person is not good, so the person can change. The Holy Spirit can influence anyone to change. When God encounters, when somebody encounters the Holy Spirit in the journey of their life, their lives cannot remain the same. They will change. So don't think they can't change. If you are seeing characters, attitudes that you don't like in people's life, talk to them about it, talk to God about it too. Anything could happen, they could change. You can be the change agent that God would use. You don't know. So they say love never loses hope and never puts. Then verse 8 goes on to say love will never end. It says all those gifts will come to an end. Gifts of prophecy will end. The gifts of speaking in different kinds of languages and the gifts of knowledge, they will all come to an end. Then 9 says this will all end because this knowledge and these prophecies we have are not complete. They are in part. But when perfection comes, the things that are not complete will do what will end. But love will never end because our God Himself is love. So He cannot end. God cannot end. Cannot cannot be an end to God. So love can never end. 
So first eleven goes on to say, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, and I made plans like a child. When I became a man, I stopped this child, those childish ways. So it looks to me like God is equating or comparing one who doesn't love to a child to one who doesn't grow or who is not willing to grow. So love isn't when you're walking in love, when you're acting in love, that you actually grow in the things of God, that you grow in the knowledge of God, that you grow in your journey with God. So if you, I don't know, if you just think that you just want to stay the way that you are, you want to, you don't, um, you want to remain the same or that you notice that you have been remain the same ever since you claim to be born again or ever since you claim to be saved, check yourself. Are you loving people the right way? Are you showing love? Is your, can your character be characterized as one who loves? Do you truly love? Have you loved people? I've noticed that those who find it difficult to love are the ones, um, sorry, those who you find it difficult to love the most. Like, you be like this kind of person, I can never love him, he's so terrible, so just, those are the people that need the love the most. They need love the most. All those hard guys, hard girls, they're always for me, they lie. Underneath that hard exterior, there's a soft, mushy interior. You have to dig deep. On earth, it's dig it out with your love, with your kindness, with your care, with your character. So are you showing love? Can people meet you? Can people see you? And they'll be like, I've, this is love. I've known love. If you're not, I would like you to go back, study this um, first Corinthians 13. I've interpreted it in the best way that I think I can right now. With the help of the Holy Spirit, and I'm sure that with the help of the Holy Spirit, you open your eyes, you're going to see more than we have, than I've talked about this afternoon. But I would like you to go further, study this First Corinthians 13. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes, to show you areas where you've been lacking in love. Ask Him to open your eyes, to fill your heart with love, and help you to love, show that love to people, love that you claim to have and you don't show. What will they know? Love is in showing, love is in doing, faith is in showing, faith is in doing. What you don't do, people don't know. So it's not, it's until you do those things, it's until you do them that you show them that people can know them. Can people meet you and the, 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 the lives will not remain the same? Can they meet you? You know, this thing is like a circle, it's a circle, it's not even like a circle, it's a cycle. When you show love to somebody, eh? And the person is touched and changed. The person should love to another person. That other person is touched and changed. It goes on like that, like that. Eventually, he comes out to meet you. You don't even know. It might be a kindness that you have done in the past. It might not be at the present. It might not even come directly to you. It might be to your children. It might be to your unborn generation. You wouldn't know. But the good that you do, the love that you show, and this at this present moment goes a long way. It goes longer than you think. It. It goes longer than you can imagine or perceive it at the moment. So this will be the concluding part of love. I hope you've been blessed. I have been blessed. If you'd like to comment, send me feedback, feature in the podcast, you can send me a message. Send me a message on either WhatsApp or Telegram through this number, plus 234 
let me go again plus two three four eight zero nine one five one five zero eight eight that is if you want to send me a message on telegram or whatsapp if you'd like to send me a mail send a mail to e l e e s a a d e 29 at gmail.com that you can send your mail to my gmail account elisa day 29 at gmail.com e l e e s a a d e 29 at gmail.com you can also send me um, you can chat me up on Twitter. You can send me a tweet at um, at joining through. You down. You can send me a tweet on Twitter at joining through one, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at joining through one two. At joining through is at J O U R N E Y I N G T H R U one. So you can check me on Instagram, Twitter with at joining through one. You can decide to just send me a voice message also on Anchor here. I'll be leaving the links to the voice messages on my social media platforms. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.